Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. The, the markets are priced efficiently. The only thing is, is if you're a signed stock, you know, my understanding is that you have, um, you know, five times the stock. Um, and, and maybe that's twisting it a little bit. Uh, but what it's going to um, cause is uh, doubt and optimism back and forth, back and forth and until it starts to normalize. This is the How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast, brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com, where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Why trade alone when you can access over 100 years of trading experience right at your fingertips? Simple strategies, proven tools, real-time alerts, and an interactive trading community await. Keep it simpler with Simpler Trading by visiting their website at simplertrading.com and check it out with a $7 trial today. That's simplertrading.com. Hey, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you'll be notified every time we give you more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter every single week. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks Options podcast. Today, we have a special guest online, Jack Roberts. He's one of the traders over there at Simpler Trading. And Jack, he's got a lot to talk about today. We're going to be talking about the dollar. We're going to be talking about the government buying assets. We're going to be talking about stock splits. J Jack, we got so much to talk about. Let's get right into it. Yeah, good to see you. Thanks for having me on again. We're seeing uh, a couple tr uh, trends some divergences with uh, commodity, well, with equities in the same sector. We're seeing a lot of strength in semiconductors, a lot to talk about. So let's start with the dollar, like you said. The, the dollar is starting to look like it is slowly, slowly breaking down. And what's going to, what I think and what I've been talking about since November of 2018 is not only an S&P that exceeds 35 or 3600, but actually will start to surpass 3600. And uh, what we're seeing now is the fallout from all the government buying of private, you know, equities, Apple, all the big fang stocks. And right now, you, I mean, this is, Chris, this is market insanity at its finest. We're seeing 200, 300 point swings in the NASDAQ, which is totally uh, 1999, mm -hmm. you know, the end of 98, even though I was, uh, you know, pretty small at that time. I still did my research in college. And of course, you know, as a trader, I'm always reminded, especially in a, uh, a, a hyper volatile market. And what's interesting to me right now is even though these market swings are so insane, we're seeing a VIX below 25. Mm. We're seeing uh, you know, a lot of steady buying in the mornings. We're seeing a huge overnight move in the NASDAQ futures. Uh, there's been a movie you know, repeating over and over again every night where you get bought up, there's a sell-off, and then in the morning you bid back up again. And, you know, Friday, today's Friday, so it's uh, Fridays can be uh, really, really wild. Uh, but what it is and wh what, I, what I've come to uh, conclude 
is this is not only you know a lot of Robinhood traders. This is uh, stops of the unexperienced trader. These are uh, a lot of um, you know veteran traders and uh, maybe new traders calling the top. You know, there's a there's an emotional attachment to maybe being right in trading, and that's a lot of people don't understand that trading is very very psychological more than it is you know technical I always tell people you can have all the charts in the world you can have um, you know helpful indicators which you know by all means I would never trade without the squeeze pro right from simpler and the 10x bars and the voodoo lines and things like that those are very helpful but whenever it comes down to you know the buyers and the sellers the spreads and who's playing tesla who's buying microsoft who's who's trying to short apple it's all you know for the people that have been calling the top for a couple months they got a nice little reprieve on monday or tuesday but that is clearly going to be another movie that's been replaying whereas every dip gets bought up and i think this continues through the election into 2021 and then by that time we might be talking about uh, you know if you love <laughs> conspiracy theories but we might be talking about a possible vaccine by then you know with all the stuff what's happening with corona um, but let's finish up with the dollar real quick so we're starting to really see the beginning of something that could push you know the dollar lower for two or three years, maybe more, maybe less. Maybe this could, maybe could all end in tears in the next three months, right? You just kind of stay open-minded at this point with the uh, the market insanity. Uh, but I think there's what what's unique, and it, it, not only in my studies in economics, but in my studies in uh, market psychology is uh, there's a phenomena right now where, you know, if the dollar continues to weaken and bonds tend, tend to stay quiet, well, what does that mean for equities? Well, nine times out of ten, what that means is we keep rolling higher. And you have a lot of people calling the top. You have experienced traders coming in here and just knowing that, one, it's very obvious that this is a bubble. And whether it's a government-funded bubble or whether it's the FANG you know, index, I don't know if you've ever... Um, you know, from the simpler team, if you've ever heard Sam Shames, right? I think he's been on your podcast. Mm -hmm. That man is amazing. He's an incredible analyst. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoy listening to him. And he's created this thing called a FANG index, where it's just like a volume-weighted average index of Facebook, Apple, Netflix, and Google. And I think he puts Amazon in there, too. But what it is, is it's a reflection on the true movement of the things that are actually driving the market, volume included, like I said, all that, all that good stuff. And what we saw last week was actually a, a, a huge, and Monday and Tuesday, a huge... Uh, pullback in volume and that probably really you know freaked some traders out I saw it and I was like okay is this just gonna be a quiet August when everyone's expecting three and four hundred point swings in the Nasdaq again well what it's what it says to me is after it's all said and done and here we are at 9 p.m. central uh, 9 a.m. central <laughs> get my <laughs> afternoon and mornings right 9 a.m. Central right here on a Friday, and the market's not falling apart. The market internals seem to be strong. Uh, what it what it says to me is not only, um, you know, well, of course, anything on Friday can happen, but a continuation of this strength, once again, on every pullback. And like I said, if the dollar continues to do its trend, 
This might push the market higher. I don't think the uh, market is a, I don't think this is going to be as reactionary to the election cycle that we're coming into as people are expecting. I think what we're going to see is a continuation in volatility. Um, the dollar, it's going to do, you know, what the greater powers in charge are going, you know, they're, we're either going to push it down and the market's going to continue to rally or things will kind of become a little bit real and equities could actually fall while the dollar kind of stabilizes at a certain point. What we've experienced for the past two weeks is actually kind of a small transition into the market being a little bit more normal or being not so irrational. And so that brings me to Apple and Amazon, right? We're talking about $2 trillion company, $2 trillion market cap. We're talking about Tesla jumping possibly back into 2000 if we have a short, or not back into 2000, but into $2,000, even after a five to one stock split, which is kind of incredible. And what it means is one, what do we know about Tesla stock and shorting it? One, it's super expensive. So brokerages and funds have to really cover their butts if this thing continues to rally. And we're not seeing a huge amount of weakness in Tesla right now, if anything. Um, you know, it's it's another day of strength, even though it's up 30 points right now currently. Uh, but what's going to happen here is we might experience another phase of the bubble and Tesla once again being the leader, Amazon once again being the leader, and Apple and Microsoft very helpful as well. Now, one thing that I focus on uh, as part of my you know morning routine or analytics, whatever you want to call it, is I look at Netflix and I have a couple you know volume compressions with time frames and RSI and some pretty basic stuff but one observation that you don't need an indicator for is understanding that whatever Netflix does the market tends to actually follow zero correlation as far as I'm concerned but this is something that I've been back testing and looking at for at least eight months and yesterday and Monday and Tuesday, we pulled back to like 460, 470, and now we're right back up to like 485 or you know something like that. And we should end up 495. But what I'm trying to say is Netflix kind of leads historically, kind of leads the trend. So if Netflix is going higher, it's just more support of the idea that the rest of the market will continue to you know flourish, ex expand, increase, go higher, however you want to describe it. Um, and, and what that means, too, is maybe that there's, you know, a flight to safety could be in 2020. It could be streaming. It could be e-commerce. It could be uh, cloud. It could be semis. And guess what? It is. <laughs> bonds, uh, bonds aren't. So whenever you have a big entity like the federal government buying up stock in sectors that it's not fully disclosed to, you know, the everyday, you know, six-pack Joe. It's actually not even disclosed to, you know, seasoned traders. But what we're seeing is, you know, a flight to safety for, I mean, in my lifetime, the first time is to equities that main, that are the five equities that are the majority of the S&P or the mm -hmm. NASDAQ. So crazy stuff. Uh, it's, it's insane, Chris. This is, this is great for traders. It's really entertaining to be a trader right now. And, you know, whenever you listen to John Carter, you know, our, co our founder uh, at Simpler, whenever you listen to his 
uh, you know, he's not only is he a, a mentor for me for life, but whenever you hear his take on the market and the market movement, see, he's been there, done that. He was trading in 1998, 99, 2000. He was trading in 2007, 2008. You know, he's made, what, three, three I think, alone Tesla million-dollar trades this year. And it's that's not luck. I mean, yeah, I mean, the Tesla catapulted. But I mean, his experience brought him, and I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot in the past six months from not only just looking at Tesla movement, but he had the know-how and kind of the whereabouts of being like, no, 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 this is completely possible that this would continue to expand and we would see short covering. And the fact that it did, you know, third deviation move after third deviation move um, is really exciting to watch. And I, I know a lot of your viewers and, you know, a lot of people that are into trading and going over to the Simpler Trading site and kind of learning about John and learning about me or TG and Sam and Henry. Uh, we're all kind of watching this and not a day goes by that we're not shocked by either a divergence of these correlations, a convergence of semis and cloud it's it's super exciting i get kind of too excited but i don't think this is going anywhere i don't think all of a sudden we're going to have a quiet stock market not not at least in the in next year or two even if we do have a significant huge pullback that brings us you know below the v shape that we have on the nasdaq and the s p this mm -hmm. volatility doesn't go away so i'm just you know, as uh, what does Jared Vanetti say in the big short? He says he's jacked to the tits, right? <laughs> as a trader, <laughs> you know, that's that's the that's the saying. That's what I'm going with right now. Well, that's all right. And I, I can feel your excitement, too. And I'm sure the audience can as well. Um, you know, that this really is uh, a pretty incredible market to be trading in right now. And, you know, as far as like you've got a lot of stimulus money coming in, you've got a lot of people who have never traded before with access to Robinhood. I mean, Robinhood's grown 40 something percent just in 2020. And there, there are, I wouldn't say all, but a lot of inexperienced traders coming into this market are treating it like lottery tickets, right? They're buying the Kodak pop. And then then when the Kodak goes back down, they're, they're left like, I just bought Kodak at $50, what do I do? And then they're sitting there holding and hoping that something turns around and comes back and it's like, this is self-fulfilling prophecy one after another for you guys. And it, it's absolutely, like you said, entertaining to watch. I'm, I'm holding to my trade plan and maybe moving up my stops a little bit closer than normal. Like on gold, I was, I was really fortunate. I, I caught gold right as it crossed over the, uh, the 20 day EMA and went up 16, 20 something percent from that point. And then I pulled my stops up to the five EMA. And I sold out on like the second day that it started to drop and then it's dropped 15% since then. And so you've got a lot of people on social media who are, who are calling the top and everything, right? Very emotional, like you were talking about. And, you know, nobody really knows what's going to happen, but I think the best way to go right now, not financial advice, do what you want. But I think one of the easiest ways to go right now is to trade with the trend, right? If the trend's going up, there is no reason to try and fight that trend because as you're talking about earlier, there's a lot behind the scenes that's pushing these prices higher. And you as a trader don't want to be on the wrong side of that move when you've got much bigger forces than your account working against you. 
So, Jack, I mean, there's a lot going on out there, right? So, so you were saying that the government is buying assets. Are you saying that government's buying these uh, these stocks, uh, the fangs? What, what's going on with that? So, what they've done is they've allocated, and I then it doesn't matter what you see, what number. I mean, I've seen three different numbers, some in the multiple billions of buying uh, equity, like private, uh, you know. Uh, uh, corporate either corporate debt which is actually what a thing starting in 2019 but uh you know private bonds and it, it's been a the, it's not clear on if they're going to continue to do this um what's been fascinating is just kind of seeing how it's very quiet and how apple microsoft all these other companies it's very i mean you can look into it I don't really spend a whole lot time a whole lot of time doing that because I'm usually doing, you know, uh, chart analysis and things like that. Um, but I think I think that at some point our government or the big banks, um, Morgan Stanley, J.P. Morgan, especially J.P. Morgan, uh, got really caught onto the idea that you know these Fang stocks are what is pushing the market higher and they will invite whether whether or not you believe it or not whether it's a personal uh, or a cultural belief um, you know the government or these these banks are going to do whatever they can and if that means invest in you know only a few assets even though that's risky but it's over time paid off quite well um, that's a trend that we can expect to continue until, you know, the powers that be or, you know, the hedge funds or whoever is really controlling it um, kind of stops doing that. And there's the argument of the Robinhood traders that you were talking about, you know, growing tremendously, a lot of growth there. And I think that might be a short term, like maybe we see that for another month or two, that growth of new accounts and those Robinhood traders. Uh, really using options trading as a lotto ticket, um, but here's a here's the thing: is in trading there are certain strategies, and I've certainly done uh, quite well with this strategy. Is you know buying a butterfly, which is selling uh, two calls or puts in the middle and buying one on each side for protection, and this gives you a pretty nice little risk to reward ratio. And what we have is because of this influx of new traders, what we have is a lot of people are in, in this market, a lot of people are wrong, and those are usually the newer traders, right? And I don't want to discourage anyone from trading, that's not the point of this. But in the markets right now to the seasoned traders, what we know is there's a thing called max pain, and that's basically where the most amount of traders will lose the most amount of money. And this is just a simple mathematical comp um, calculation uh, that's, that calculates the number of out-of-the-money options, which are you know the basically the options that are uh, completely worthless at the end of Friday. And so with Netflix, you know, with multiple contracts with these butterflies that I'm talking about, which is a key strategy in options trading, especially growing a small account, which is something that I consider myself an expert in, is I have pulled away and grow, grew at one of my smaller 8K accounts, which is now since July 7th to 30K, right? And 
I've done this specifically on Netflix because a lot of millennials, a lot of those Robinhood traders and a lot of seasoned traders actually love trading Netflix because of one, the spreads are nice, uh, nice and tight. It's very liquid and it's somewhat predictable. And like I said, whatever Netflix does first, the market tends to kind of continue and follow up. So there's trends everywhere. There's patterns that I pick up on very quickly and kind of do some back testing. And once again, I don't think that stops either. Um, as for okay, we were going to talk about gold and silver real quick. I, I'm glad you brought that up, Chris, because one, you caught a really nice move and you got out at the right time. Mm -hmm. uh, I have long-term calls on SLV into November. I have some into January of 2021. Uh, pretty heavily allocated in both of those commodities, both gold and silver, and. What traders need to know, this is my message to traders, so traders listen up, right? Uh, the thing about gold and silver is once they go, once they start taking off, they can really go. And you get a couple chances before this really starts to happen to get in and get out. And that's happened. I was with you in some gold calls or SLV. I can't remember which one you said, but I think it was gold. Mm -hmm. uh, and I did the same thing with you. I mean, I, I had some long term. I got out on that nice pop on SLV, which was very nice. And then you get back out or you just hold. And that's something that I'm way more interested in doing as far as commodity options uh, for the rest of the year into 2021. There's no reason not to. We talked about a slowing dollar. We talked about how that could actually be good for you know the rest of the globe with emerging markets. Anyone that has debt denominated or dollar denominated debt, and that's something that you and I talked about in my first podcast with you uh, back, what was it, last year? Yeah, at least, yeah. Right? Uh, so everything that I've talked about for the past year is slowly coming to fruition. Some things faster than others. Um, I mean, last time we, not last time, but the first time we talked, we were talking about a 33, 3400 S&P. Uh, we're there, right? And I just think, you know, next time you have me on, we'll be talking about, you know, one, the dollar trend going lower, uh, maybe slower, but we'll talk about SLV calls. We'll talk about commodities like gold and silver that whenever they do take off, we will just hold, right? And there will some be some profit taking, once again, another uh, source of volatility for the market. Um, but I think that is one really nice trade that any new trader can get into. I think that's something that's relatively safe fundamentally, the story. Um, and not to mention, we have a new generation coming in that's buying up the Bitcoin, that's buying up the Ethereum, that's buying up the XRP. And that's an interesting thing. In fact, yesterday there was an announcement. I don't know who it was, but it was a government entity talking about testing a, you know, a digital currency that's not this digital dollar nonsense. But what it is is it could be tied to XRP. It could be tied to the company Ripple that has just quietly taken the global banking landscape i mean the the michael jordan the wayne gretzky of changing the mm -hmm. digital cash system is upon us and it's quiet and it's probably quiet for a reason ripple and 
you know, the digital currency is completely hated by the Bitcoin and maybe the Ethereum community, which is hilarious to me. You know, and I, if I held a lot of Bitcoin, I wouldn't want another currency encroaching on my territory. But the proof uh, in the pudding is I think we start to actually see a little bit of a leveling out at 15K or 20K uh, for a long time in Bitcoin. And so that's kind of losing interest right now because it's at 10.5 or 11K. And who would want to really buy a whole lot of that at this level? And I'm probably not gaining a whole lot of Bitcoin and Ethereum fans. I do hold Bitcoin. I do hold Ethereum. I do hold uh, XRP. But it's just, it's not so much about those currencies at all. It's not even about that. It's about the free market. It's about the new currencies coming in and the fact that the dollar is showing weakness and could continue to do that. Then we have a very exciting future as far as not only trading, but across the entire global landscape. So that's something we can talk about next time as well as that story continues to unravel. And it's unraveling very quickly. Yeah. Well, Jack, we promised the audience that we would talk about stock splits, and we're running out of time. So give me give me the high-level view of what happens with uh, Apple and Tesla after the stock split. Right. So that's going to, one, cause a whole bunch of volatility. So new traders out there, uh, beware. Uh, one, it's going to... You know, that's a supporting argument behind more volatility, but also don't worry about if you're holding options through the five to one split in Tesla, you know, the, the markets are priced efficiently. The only thing is, is if you're a signed stock, you know, my understanding is that you have, um, you know, five times the stock um, and, and maybe that's twisting it a little bit, uh, but what it's going to um cause is uh, doubt and optimism back and forth, back and forth and until it starts to normalize and Apple the same thing. And I think what's happening in Apple is um, even though it's hard to correlate the valuation increase, um, you know, if Apple goes up another 200 bucks in the next year or two, um, that's, that's one, the, the stock split is going to actually help that thesis but if we get into you know super super high valuations um, we're talking about you know the trillion dollar that trillion dollar word is something I've been talking about for a year or two um, but what we're gonna see uh, based on those stock splits are you know possibly two options here you have more investment flowing in uh, why wouldn't you right uh, big entities usually typically love stock splits, and that might attract also uh, more, you know, mom and pop investors, people that have been sitting on their Vanguard mutual uh, mutual funds, you know, or or what have you. And once again, another supporting idea for a bull market. Um, we'll see how it goes. This is the first major, you know, te Tesla is the first major stock split that I've experienced in real time in trading, uh, but I don't expect a lack of volatility, if not way more for, for a set amount of time. Yeah, especially now that it'll be more affordable, you'll have more people looking at it, and who knows what the volatility is going to look like when you introduce a whole new market into that stock. I've written a short guide on how you can use the triple stock profit system. It's the secret weapon every investor needs right now to change your financial future. And you can get it for free by visiting triplestockprofits.com or in the links below.
Also, if you want to join a community of traders just like you, you can get free access to the Elite membership that has even more resources to help you trade faster and trade smarter. So, Jack, this has been a lot to cover. Uh, I would definitely suggest that the audience go rewind this back to the beginning and listen to Jack in full there, because I, I really didn't even say much for the last half hour. So that was that was mostly you, sir. So thank you for uh, dropping all the wisdoms like that on us. Yeah, I always love coming up uh, on here. So uh, we'll, we'll be talking a lot. Um, and I'm excited to talk about silver and gold with you here in the future. So. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, it, it is a, a great pleasure to have you back on, Jack. I, uh, I do enjoy our conversation. So thanks again for coming on. Yeah, we'll see you next time. You got it. And thank you guys for tuning in to today's How to Trade Stocks Options podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, and enable notifications. That way you never miss. We have more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And I'll see you on the next episode. 10MinuteStockTrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Yule, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Yule are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Yule are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker-dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit 10MinuteStockTrader.com legal. And thanks for stopping by.